0: Thanks for tuning in to the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. I'm your host LB Diver, and this is your Chamber Run. So there you were, diving every day, Sergio twos, diving at depth, getting depth depth pay, penetration pay. Great month, great job, great six months, and then you get that dreaded two checks. Sorry, job's over. Okay. No problem, you think. You know, your phone was ringing off the hook, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So all you got to do is just make that phone call to the last company that called you. Oh, sorry. Already crewed up. Or, yeah, job's over. We got nothing on the books. You call the next guy that called you two weeks ago. Sorry, nothing on the books. Same story. Wonder to yourself, what the heck? It was so busy. And then now all of a sudden, everything dries up. Well, for those of you that don't know, that's just the nature of our business. When it's busy, it's busy for everybody all at the same time. It's really hard to find that consistent busy. When you do, you better hold on to that because it doesn't come around very often. But for others, you got to be ready. And what do I mean by being ready? Well, you got to have a good side hustle. What's a side hustle? Well, a side hustle is a kind of a second job, your plan B. So if it gets dry, you're going to go do carpentry or you're going to go do welding in a weld shop. I've known divers that when it got slow, they were real estate agents. They had their real estate licenses and they did that. Heck, I even know a diver that rode Broncos as a side hustle on the PBR circuit. So you have to have a plan when work dries up. If you're a single, you know, diver, this is not as much of a big deal as it is for somebody with a family that has to have provide a certain amount. Do you have to have a side hustle? No. It's kinda kinda weird, right? No, you don't have to. You know, if you're smart about your money and you save, you'll be fine to to pretty much just, you know, collect your unemployment and you'll be fine. And again, that's another thing for you guys that are coming off of jobs, make sure you start claiming your unemployment, even if it's for like a week or two, just to get yourself on those books. It's your money. Get it. You pay into it. There's no pride thing associated with it. Everybody does it. So file for your unemployment as soon as you get off of that job. All right, that's just that's just something that you got to do as a diver. So you need a good strong side hustle. My side hustles were carpentry and umpiring baseball, uh, high school baseball and uh, youth baseball. And if you're a single diver that doesn't need to work to maintain their lifestyle, you can always go back to school, take classes in engineering and uh, other fields that you might be interested in uh, just for the future, you know, your plan B when you get a little long in the tooth. So another thing that you have to remember when times are lean, you got to be ready to work. So when you get that phone call, you got to be ready to just have all your ducks in a row, turn in that paperwork, email it off and be good to go. Um, that means keeping your certs up to date, you need to keep your diaphysicals up to date. You need to know what company requires what paperwork. Some companies won't accept certain diaphysicals that other companies might accept. Same thing goes with your O2 cert. Make sure your hat's up to date. That's another big one. Make sure your paperwork is done and your dive hat's certified. Whether you, you, uh, are a technician and do it yourself, make sure you get it done. Like I said before, you get that phone call, you don't want to tell them, hey, I've got to get this cert first before I go on, but I'm good to go. Go ahead and put me down. They're not going to put you down. They're going to take the guy that's got all his paperwork ready to go. And when times are slim, it's going to really hurt if you get passed over because you didn't have everything in order. So we briefly mentioned earlier being smart with your money. What does being smart with your money mean? Well, some divers will invest in real estate. Some will invest in material assets that appreciate in value. Others might invest in the stock market. And that's what we're going to be talking about right now. A couple options that you can do with some of your extra money. We're also going to talk about some of the market volatility that we've been seeing lately. And we talk a little bit about GameStop and, and Wall Street bets and some of the other stuff that you've been hearing in the news. But for the most part, we're just trying to educate you a little bit. And uh, it might be worth a couple of listens just to hear what uh, our financial analyst has to say. A good friend of mine agreed to come on to our show and give uh, give some investing, you know, not so much advice, but kind of some education to those with some extra money that wants to make their money work for them. That was his big thing that he's going to be saying during his interview. Make your money work for you. All right. Well, Brian, welcome to the uh, Bottom Dwellers uh, podcast. This is a chamber run. So welcome inside the chamber. It kind of sounds weird, doesn't it?
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so brian uh you're in finance what's your official title and uh
1: just give us a run yeah. there on your finance experience yeah so um hey before so uh, just to get uh, get the uh the legal mumbo jumbo out of the way just something that uh i'm required to uh to get out there is a safe harbor statement so uh, in our discussion we might uh Uh, Our discussion might contain forward-looking statements based on uh, current expectations or beliefs, as well as a number of preliminary assumptions about future events that are subject to factors and uncertainties that could cause uh, the actual results to differ materially from those expectations or uh, results described in the these what might be perceived as forward-looking statements. So any listeners should be cautioned not to put undue reliance on such perceived forward-looking statements, which should not be perceived as a guarantee of future performance and are subject to a number of risks, uncertainties, and other factors outside of control so there you have it <laughs> Awesome. Person. a little bit more than a couple lines um so yeah i i uh i guess I, i'm more in a uh, relationship role my official title is is head of the west zone for alliance so um i i manage the uh relationships for uh, all financial products so um financial products, which include um, anywhere from investment vehicles to uh, financial products, which might be uh, insurance solutions. Uh, I actually today work uh, more so on the insurance side. Uh, so the, the the product that uh, I uh, that my group tends to focus more on is it's referred to directors and officers liability so it's it's like a uh, malpractice insurance for the board of directors and officers. So with that you know we're we're in the trenches and uh, we're constantly um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we view the same things that the, that the analysts are looking at so uh, everything that's important to a Wall Street analyst, is important uh, to the uh, uh, director's and officer's insurance uh, product. And then on the other end, I have uh, clients that uh, I uh, I manage relationships with. Uh, it could be anywhere from um, we can be investing in that company. So most of, most of the Fortune 500s, as we've talked to about. So uh, we invest uh, in the company with the funds from our investors and then also we, uh, we provide them in turn with some uh, financial solutions as well. Um, we might give them um, a line of credit. Uh, we might participate in a loan syndicate. Um, so various different financial products. I know that's a lot to take in there, so. But yeah, I'm one of the to big things out. is that
0: you're, you're down in the trenches and then you're, I mean, you're protecting the company's assets, right? by making sound financial decisions or giving guidance to make sound financial decisions. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, On, on either end of the spectrum and, and, uh, and like what we've talked about in the past too. So, um, it, if uh, in many situations, um, the financial products that we're providing, in order to do that, we are given uh, insider knowledge. So that places, under, places us under uh, Reg D of, uh, of SEC Acts, uh, Reg D of uh, the 1934 Act. So that, that uh, makes me, in effect, an uh, insider. Uh, I'm unable to tip or trade within that stock. So if my if my firm is not investing in the company, um, which we cannot if we have uh, if we have insider knowledge, we can't invest, Um, we're not investing in it, we usually have insider knowledge.
0: So. so that's something we've been hearing a lot, quite a bit. Um, they tr- um, the reason why I wanted to have you on Brian was because, uh, it seems like everyone's investing nowadays, you know, the everyday man, especially with Robinhood. hood. I personally have been using Robin hood for the past, you know, two and a half years. And, uh, I've had a measure of success, but to tell you the truth, you know, sometimes I get greedy and sometimes I don't have my percentages set or my stop losses or anything like that. And, uh, I end up making just a little bit over even, you know, but I'm happy with that and I'm fine with that. But lately we've seen a lot of money changing hands and a lot of divers get a lot of money on a job and uh, they either blow it on booze, women, or trucks. Um, We were going to talk about some other options that they can invest in.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think, uh, you know, I I think, so there are two schools of thought, and I can appreciate both both sides of, of the argument. Um, I think Robinhood is a, uh, you know, it, they've introduced to the, the common person the, the ability to invest in the financial markets. So that, that's good and bad because it gives them the opportunity to uh, to make some money as well. But the, the bad part is, you know, you have uh, the, the the Reddit slash you know Wall Street bets effect where, you have that type of influence on the markets that no one really anticipated. Typically, you know, in general, stocks should be moving based on the the fundamentals of of the company. A company that's making money, you know, has the potential to make money, you know, how their liquidity profile looks and so forth. Um, You know, with with some of these, uh, the, 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 the Reddit uh, Wall Street bets that, that phenomenon, and that's something the whole street is talking about. I don't I don't know uh, if you realize how bad it's really gotten. Um, you know, it's gotten to the point where companies are including this this external influence by social media uh, that's uncontrollable. On, on uh, it can have an influence on the stock price. So companies are including that in the risk factors of their filings. For their 10 k's and 10 q's that's how bad it's getting so um yeah it's it's getting tough you know to to uh to really understand you know people uh it, usually it, outside of the external influences it's a little bit easier to 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 chart you know to, to read a chart and uh it, it's you can you can kind of uh foretell wh- where the where the stock is going to go you have you know, if you just Google how to chart, you know, you have your major uh, resistance levels and then your major support levels. Um, and normally you could pick spots on the chart where you where to get in and where to get out. Today, it's different. You know, um, there, there's just this this uh, influence that uh, you just can't uh, you can't predict. So um, you're talking specifically
0: as- about the Reddit stuff and all. that. Yes. Yeah. The, the Reddit stuff. And does, is cryptocurrency also playing a role in some of the turbulence we're seeing?
1: I think so. So, I mean, that's, that's the difference though. Um, So that, that just adds another layer to the market. So um, generally, you know, when you think of investing in, in the, in the markets, you had, um, you have two basic areas that you look at stocks and bonds. Um, And then uh, currencies is another form that you in the past, uh, currencies was uh, really limited to your to your very savvy investor. Uh, most even, you know, guys like me, you know, finance guys, we don't dare touch. You know, it's it's just not my uh, that that's not my it's it's not within my wheelhouse.
0: And that's uh, like the forex trading, right? Is that what we're talking about? Exactly. Exactly. Or is that separate?
1: No, that's, the that's forex okay. is a yep. That's exact. But forex, but. That's what uh, that's what that's what digital currencies are, though. It's they're currencies. So um, th- that's that's how to think about it. That, that as far as uh, the, the uh, fundamentally what you're investing in, because when you're buying stocks and bonds, you know, there are two different things. You, you, you know, uh, stock is equity or actual ownership in the company. Um, bonds, you're buying debt, you know, so it's a debt instrument that uh, companies utilize. So uh, a little bit safer because they're they're insured, but because of that, that's why you have the uh, the fixed income component. So um, they're insured. I shouldn't say they're not all of them are insured. So um, there's there's a form of insurance with uh, with bonds, but um, more so in the public space. You know, I, I misspoke there. But um, you know they, they do have credit ratings and they and. and and uh, investments in bonds—they're uh, usually um, more secure than uh, uh, and more predictable than, than equities.
0: Now, so, is stuff like gold—is—is is, is that a—is that valued like currency or is that a commodity or, or how's that work?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually a fourth layer. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a—it's—they're uh, uh, it, it, commodities. So, um, w- what you're doing though, how, how most. Uh, most commodities are traded they're, they're traded on on an options basis so you don't actually so you are actually buying and selling the right to buy it to to, to buy the, uh, the the actual commodities so uh, i mean you can you can have someone a trader who, who trades his entire career in, in in corn but he'll never for one day he's never even had physical corn in his hands so you are and the same concept works with with and that's what Robinhood has done is introduced uh, options trading to the to the average investor. So, quite frankly, I'm not even sure exactly how that works with options trading and and um, and, and fractional ownership because it's not true options trading, you know. And that's that's where you get the uh, the, the whole um, GameStop phenomenon because at some point someone when, when you're when you're trading options someone has to. Someone has to back that, you know. It's a so it's it's a hedge that that is arranged be, behind the scenes, and the same thing happens for um, for commodities as well. You know, there there has to be a firm, a clearinghouse that will that will hedge a bet against that same that same trade that you're looking to make, and that's what happened there in. Got um, yeah, the whole GameStop, GameStop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> this will be interesting i think it's a, it's it's a whole new layer that that uh, we uh no one really anticipated that's where that's that's the world we live in today though right
0: yeah but they're trying to say though that that's some kind of illegal insider trading um these message boards
1: yeah that's a, that to me that's a stretch you know they have to they have to prove it there's there's nothing that was even implied you know as far as a uh, as success that, that GameStop was going to have, this was literally a movement that tested uh, it tested the fundamentals. So, and, and they, they won, you know, it, it can happen okay. again until something happens, until, you know, um, the lawmakers put legislation in place, which I don't know how they can. There, there, there are others.
0: You limit there. free speech. That's what you got to do. I mean, how many times <laughs> did certain politicians say something or, or financial analysts say something after earnings? And then instead of going up that stock tanks, just like I ended up, I end up losing my butt the past couple of weeks on NVIDIA. Yeesh. I mean, that was rough. I mean, I'm still in the hole right now and I, I bet the farm on it and uh, it didn't pan out. Yeah. I mean, that's is that insider. I, I, I mean, how do you deal with that kind of manipulation though? You know,
1: that, that's true. So I'll say this though. Um, you know, the, even with the, with the insider knowledge, you know, um, the insider knowledge that I get, uh, that, that still isn't a guarantee because it, it's all about how the street is going to react. And then you have the the whole concept of you know, buy on the rumors, uh, sell on the news. So, um, you know, it, it's you just never know. It, it, the, the markets are so uncertain, you, you know, um, because who knows? Maybe the insider knowledge that you think you may have, um, you know, maybe that's what the street is trading on as a rumor so you you could lose your shirt like that you just nothing's for sure that that's why so i'm i'm what you call you know i'm my I'm, trade i'm a fundamental analyst so you know i'm i'm looking at just the fundamentals and and because of that i've i've uh, you know I, i've picked many bad stocks so um you know hey if i were good at this i wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, right? <laughs> so but I tell you
0: what, though. So that was a good explanation of kind of what's going on right now with the whole Reddit and GameStop. You know, it's it's acting on the news that's been given, and uh, you know, you don't know which way it's going to go. You know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, yeah. the uh, the redditors they got together and they they shook things up a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to hear what the uh, because of the, the large amounts that were at stake, and then you have all of the, the Robinhood protesters who don't realize that, you know, by shutting Robinhood down, Robinhood was helping them. <laughs> you know? So the, the fact that Robinhood created a vehicle for them, that, that they were really helping all those people who wanted to shut it down. So it, it's, it'll be interesting to see the way it goes. I mean, there are plenty of things out there that, uh, that, that could use more regulation. Take, for example, uh, short trader's. You know, the way you, so you, you know that it is not illegal for short traders to to influence their own positions. So I've seen it many times, you know, where uh, where, where you have a short trader that uh, will, will feed. They, they'll have a, a very large short position on the stock when the stock is flying high. They'll they'll go out and, and uh, influence the media and and give give just a, a little shining you know just just a little bit of doubt you know um so what one is uh there's a company out there and i have to be careful how much i say about it it's a company called Innovio pharmaceuticals um it, it was uh targeted uh by short traders and that's what happened during the uh It was it was during the COVID White House hearings, uh, not hearings, uh, White House meetings when when the president uh, met with uh, several biotech firms. And uh, so Inovio was among them. Inovio was trading high because they had uh, they had had uh, the CEO in that meeting with with uh, President Trump had disclosed that uh, that they had actually successfully uh come up with a formulation for for a covid vaccine um so it was a formulation so what the short just based on that remark the street went crazy and and it sent the stock soaring up so a a short trader who had a a very large short position in, in their stock they went out there and um they they just put seeds of doubt in there, you know. They, there's no way they could have been uh, um, they they could have uh, come up with a formulation in just a few hours. You know, well they didn't even say that it was. They didn't call it a formulation. They said there's no way they could be, be come up with a cure. So every every institution there, yeah, and that's what every institutional investor knows that you know even though the the, the biotech firm has a formulation doesn't mean that. Uh, they can take it to market right away. You know, they still have to go through the clinic, you know, go through the various uh, phases of clinical trials with the FDA, you know, even on a fast track, uh, designated by the FDA, they still need to, uh, they still need to go through the efficacy trials, the, the safety trials. So it's going to have a runway, you know, so investors shouldn't have had those expectations uh, to start with. So bringing that back full circle, The short trader, um, they benefited because that seed of doubt sent the stock uh, just plummeting. It was still higher than it was prior to the run, but it sent the stock plummeting uh, enough for them to make billions off of. So it's uh, things like that, it should not be legal. They should not be able to influence their same position, but-
0: And then they get all mad when when the common man does it, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, like I said, that was a really good, good example, good explanation about what's going on with the markets right now. So we see all the volatility. I'm coming off of a dive job. Um, nice month long dive job. I dove every day. I made a ton of killer money at depth. After taxes, I got a little bit left over. That leftover. Um, what are some opportunities that I've got with it besides blowing it on booze? Uh-huh. A little bit safer yeah. than <laughs> options trading. We're not going to talk about options. That's just crazy, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you you can make money on it. You know, it it just depends if you play it but safe. you have to go long, though. I would imagine there are some positions. Yeah, you can take. Um, so with options, there are uh, you know safety um, safety nets. You know, you have straddles where you buy the, the call and the put on the same option, but you're limiting your upside too by doing that. Um, so I mean, yeah. Again, I'm a, more of a fundamental guy. Um, so yeah, I about the fundamentals.
0: Say, what kind of stuff do you invest in?
1: I so yeah, I, I'm I'm strictly funds. So, um, you know, my, my uh, I, I do have a managed account that I have absolutely no discretionary control over. Um, so my uh, my broker. I, so I've got a Morgan Stanley account where you know, my Morgan Stanley broker will manage that. They trade. Whatever they feel they they, they want to trade, uh, but yeah, I'm looking at index funds. You know, I think for for the average person, something someone who who likes to keep track of, you know, where their investment can be, that there, there are uh, um, there are funds out there, mutual funds. There there are um, ETFs. You know that that. That trade, uh, you know, just just with for for example the Fortune 500 index. You know the Vanguard has a has a Fortune 500 index. It's a um, it's an ETF BOO, Um, and that tracks the the Fortune 500 uh, the uh, S and P 500. So, I mean when you turn on the news, turn on Bloomberg, you turn on CNBC. Uh, yeah, I mean that's your ticket. You look at that. Oh S and P 500 is. Is up five percent. That's a big percentage, but you know maybe one percent. One percent is a big day. Like today was a big. But with day. the
0: phones, with the phone, but with, with the funds, you're owning little stakes in uh several companies. So Correct. you've got this one fund that's has a piece of like ten other companies and uh depending on how well they do, you do well as well.
1: Right. And, so and I'm actually in in mutual, mutual funds. So the difference between a mutual fund and an ETF, uh, mutual funds are actively traded. So you have a fund manager. That, so I, I'm in a, so Janice, Janice is one fund manager, Vanguard is another. And within those funds, there, there are funds that are returning 30 and 40% on the year. So uh, what, what the benefit there is it's, it's this guy's job, the fund manager it's his job to to watch every stock that's within that fund and they're trading that stock and then they have they also have the ability to uh, to quant trade so on any movement within that stock like fractions of a penny they're trading you know millions of shares that are they, they have the, the the quant capabilities that we don't have you know so w- when we see Apple move, by, you know, 20 cents. It's like, oh, it's only 20 cents. But they have the ability to make billions off of that 20 cents. So that's why, I mean, I, I've i always said, leave it to the pros. That's what they, they get paid to do. Um, so the thing is, with mutual funds, that they, they, you might hear about these, these load and no load mutual funds. What that means is that the fund manager takes a fee. You know, I mean, a fee or not, you know, they're still making money for you. You know, they're trading. That's what they do. So you don't lose without gaining. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. It's just like paying your taxes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we've got uh, fund opportunities to put your money in. Now that stuff, you kind of need to let it sit for a while. That's not a, where you move and here, move there real quick on a daily basis. We're not day trading, right? You know, you want to see your money grow. You got to let it sit in the fund.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's really the strategy that I would, uh, that, that, that I'm an advocate for is, um, you know, I I don't think the markets uh, is a place for, for quick money. Um, it's just like any other investment, like real estate, you know, you've got to put your money in there and let your money work for you, you know, because if you, you, if you pull your money out, you have nothing to to work with. So you, you can take out, you know, you can take draws as you need to. And sometimes emergencies happen that you weren't prepared for. So yeah, you can do that You can just, if you stay liquid, but yeah, to, to take the mindset, you know, I'm gonna put 50 grand in there, and then when it hits 55, take it out. Yeah, that's something that I would strongly discourage because you need you need it in there to make money. So whatever you put in, you should be willing to to uh, leave it in for the for the long haul.
0: So can you explain just a little bit quickly about uh, buying individual stocks and what kind of strategies?
1: Yeah so what what uh, what I look at are the, are the fundamentals so so what when I say I keep using that term I know um so what I'm looking at is uh, you know how the company's performing so i'm looking at their year-over-year growth and uh and and if they're making money if they're profitable so uh their earnings translate to multiples that we look at so there there are metrics so you, you might hear the p e ratio so that's your, your price to earnings ratio so that that's that's the price that the the share price is, is uh currently trading at versus the earnings per share so the fact that it is um Uh, I think the PE ratio is actually a a big, it's a big metric. Uh, It's something that uh, we use quite often because we we compare that against their peers. So take, for example, a semiconductor company um, that's trading at, uh, call it a uh, 40X multiple, you know, um, that's right around the average for, uh, for the industry. And you look at the comps uh, or comparable companies and peers. Um, so it's all relative, you know. Um, so the PE ratio, if they're making money, how that compares with their peers, you know, um, 44, 40%, uh, 40x might be, uh, that's right in the range. But if you have a company that's trading at 200x, that's big. That's big. So that means, you know, that you might expect uh, that, that stock to come down. Because this is what the institutional investors are looking at, too. So they're looking for, uh, if you have like a 200x multiple in any industry, that's high. So th- there's that. But then there's, you know, th- there's the whole thing with uh, what about the tech companies and the biotech companies who, never, who don't turn a profit? And, and uh, we're excited when they, when they become profitable. Take, for example, Tesla. When Tesla, when, when they turn profitable, you know, um, not too long ago. Just a few quarters ago, um, we knew it was coming. The street was, was crazy about it. But now you get a whole different set of investor class because now you have the fundamental analysts who are looking at it and say, okay, well, the multiples are out of control. Well, the fact that they have a multiple is good because you don't get one if you're not profitable. You know, so that's one of the things I'm looking at, the, the, the PE multiple, um, you know, you, it depends on the strategy. If you're looking for the long play or, or the short, if you're looking at, at, at a, a value stock or or uh, just a, a quick, um, you know, you, you, you a, a quick growth stock. So a value stock, you're looking at dividends, you know, what kind of dividends does it pay out? You know, what, what are the yields, how often it's paying out? Um, you look at the uh, the beta. You look, short interest to me is a big thing too, because you know that means the big boys are are willing to take a bet that the stock is going to tank if, if the short interest is high. So, um, just like we talked about with uh, GameStop, you know, he had short interest that was exceeding uh, it was it was coming close to the the, uh, the public float. Meaning, these are the number of shares that are that are being traded uh, regularly, the public float. So that means you, you have you, some of the long holders that were uh, they were short, taking short positions on GameStop stock. So that's something that we look at uh, pretty uh, regularly as well. Huh. So they're betting against themselves, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they're against their own positions. So, but yeah, hopefully I I didn't get to too far into the weeds
0: there no it's all right and one last thing real quick before you go i know you got another meeting to get to um just want want to briefly touch on cryptocurrency that's been in the news quite a bit too with the whole dogecoin ethereum and bitcoin just wanted to ask you um do you think this is gonna reach the stability to where it is treated as 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 a as an investment vehicle and not just purely speculative
1: yeah, you know, so jury's still out on that. Um, I think personally, I, I think it's. A, I think we're a long way from that. Um, I think we're seeing some uh, some signs that uh, there could be. You know, so you have the new uh, SEC chairman that uh, that um, uh, Biden appointed, Jay Clayton, um, who is actually a uh, uh, not no. I'm sorry, Jay Clayton was the the prior SEC chairman, um, uh, Gary Gensler is the new one. Uh, he's the Biden appointee and um, he's actually a, uh, he's a proponent of digital currencies. So uh, that could change things. You know, I think that's what the the, the world is looking at. Um, and then uh, you have, uh, you have a lot more from what I'm hearing. You, you have a lot more public companies uh, because they have their own um, investments that they need to make. Um, a lot more public companies are—they're uh, investing in in uh, digital currencies as well. So, I think we're making steps, but I think we're a long way from it being uh, because it's unregulated. You know, there's still bears that that
0: huge risk. So, when when we hear uh, companies, you know, major companies like Tesla and stuff buying so much Bitcoin, to us, it sounds like a lot but in the grand scheme of things, I, I mean, is that kind of like a drop in the bucket to them? If they end up losing that Bitcoin investment, they're still okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, so th- that's, a, I think that that's a whole other uh, issue and argument too, because, you know, at the end of the day, um, Tesla has an obligation a fiduciary duty to their shareholders to, uh, to, to protect their investments. So, you know they they have they have an investment fund that they use. You know um, they have to be responsible with that as well. And if they lose billions, you know that's that's technically that that belongs to the shareholders. So uh, yeah, that can be an issue. Um, so it, it might look like it, it, it's uh, Elon Musk just playing playing with his house money, but if it's coming out of um, Tesla's uh, actual um, investment funds their their funds to to invest meaning out of their cash balance um, yeah that, that's uh, that can get dicey because now they're they're breaching their fiduciary duty to their uh, shareholders
0: right so we shouldn't necessarily um, judge the success of Bitcoin on what the institutions are doing right or no
1: no no is it okay I to do I, I, I think uh, you know that most from from who I'm talking to, most are are uh, keeping it very uh, a, a very very nominal portion of their portfolio, um, and then uh, you know they're, they're usually not even the big 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 boys. You know, I, I actually have not heard of heard of too many. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what. But it I wouldn't can't be a
0: bad about. idea to have a little bit of it just in case it does pop even more.
1: Hey, you would, never know. You never you know. know. You never, you never know, know. so <laughs> it's, it's like uh, it's, I mean, it's it's like you know, I don't know if this is an appropriate correlation, but going to the track, you know, when I used to go, it's a uh, you, you throw big money down on the uh on on the you know better bets, but then sometimes you got to throw a couple bucks on the, on the long shot,
0: you know, <laughs> like that Dogecoin, I tell you, dude. I was up $20,000 on Dogecoin, $20,000 on Dogecoin, went to sleep, woke up the next morning and I'm like down 10,000. So I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to hold on to it. Cause it's going to go up even more later. No, I end up, you know, only making, <laughs> only making, I, I, I did end up making like 4,000 bucks on, you know, uh, a $2,000 investment. So still it wasn't too bad, you know? But, well, um, so
1: that's the thing though, with with uh, the digital currencies, I mean, the the market is so uncontrollable, it's not regulated. And it's, I mean, it stays on even when we're sleeping versus, you know, the stock market, you know it's highly regulated. I mean, uh, trading hours is a, a fairly small window. You know, it's a short window through the days—six thirty a.m. for uh, on the West Coast—and closes at one p.m. You know, just after lunch. So that's a really short window. And within that time frame, you know, you, you don't have to worry about. Well, outside of that time frame, I should say, you don't have to worry about your Wall Street bets, Reddit people, because they can't influence the market when the market's closed. So, but with with your cryptos. Who knows, you know, you yeah, wake you gotta up and be
0: and up all history. night for that. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's definitely uh, yeah. been a crazy past couple months, you know? Um, sorry real quick, Brian, did, did, did you have to go? or Did
1: you still have a couple more minutes? I, I can do a couple minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I didn't realize that I was, uh, I was late, um, but yeah, I can join later.
0: No, it's okay. We we can start to wrap up real quick. Sure. All right, dang it! I forgot the last last thing I said. Anyways, uh, okay, Brian. So I mean, thanks a lot for for coming on here. Um, any uh, just any some quick advice. I got two thousand bucks. What do I do with it right now, right here?
1: I would uh, I would put it in a uh, in a in a mutual fund, maybe two. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on uh, which, you know, w- w- which is your appetite, I, I would diversify it. Um, you know, maybe split it up between two and, and l- look at... But I mean, if I want to
0: make it grow, this this is like extra money. So extra money that I don't plan on using for retirement, you know, that I kind of want to make a, make a little bit midterm money, not long term. I'm talking maybe in six months, I want to pull it out and put a, you know, down payment on something.
1: Yeah. So, so all right, so... So I think, yeah, if, if you're looking to, to, to play the individual stocks, and I mean, clearly I've been trying to stay away from the, that, that, that conversation, but yeah, I think there are some that you just can't go wrong with, you know? Um, so the FANG stocks, your, your Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. So um, those are the ones that, I mean, they're always going to be doing well. I mean, they, these are the giants, they're, they're the titans, um, even, even when they're under fire, they're, they're doing well. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I would say wait for a down day, you know, if that day comes. Um, well, there's, you know, the market is, is uh, in cycles. You know, we just came off of a, a, a down week. So, and then um, you, uh, yeah, kind of write it out. You, you pick your spots, you chart, you know. Um, but, yeah, those are uh, the big tech giants. Yeah, you can't, can't go wrong with those.
0: But in order to keep your money, you can go in thinking you're going to make a quick buck. That's pretty much what we're getting at here. Right. I mean, that's, it could happen, fine, but yeah. it's, I mean, you're pretty much betting on, on horses at that point.
1: I agree. Yeah. It's a, you never know. And sometimes you can, uh, you can pick it, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm not going to be that guy because that's what I always advise our, our clients against, you know? So our clients, they're, they're uh, you know, you have your your e trades and your brokers out there that have minimum investments to to have an account with them. Our clients, our minimum investment required is a hundred million dollars. So we won't even touch in a client unless they're investing at least a hundred million with us. So uh, yeah, we're we're going to tell them you got to write it up. So that's what we're dealing with. All right, man.
0: Well, this is this has been pretty good because a lot of guys like you know. That we just hear and talk, and you know we're we're on the uh, around the dive shack, around the dive trailer, and we're talking money. You know, I remember having Bitcoin conversations when when Bitcoin was at five hundred, and we were all fired up. You know, and and uh, none of us bought any, which kind of sucked because had we bought one Bitcoin at five hundred bucks, and you know, we'd be doing pretty well. But uh, you you kind of got to be a little bit savvy, a little bit aware. When you make a lot of money, you want to sock it away and you want to make it work for you like you said brian
1: so yeah 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 no problem Um, if i can leave you with one caution you know i think for each for every trader you know they they don't realize that is every new investor i should say um there's always the shock of of taxes you know and you know there's there's something that uh you know that old saying two things you can't escape death and taxes so, um, yeah, just be mindful of that. You know, there, be mindful of uh, the realized gain, you know, and then you can play to your advantage too, you know, at the end of the year, yeah, stocks that you've been sitting on um, that, that are losing that you're waiting to, to bounce back, sell that, you know, get off, sell it to, so that you could take your losses. If you want to get back in, get back in. But if you sell it, you could take your losses to offset some of your gains. So that's, that's what, uh, that's what my, my broker does for me. But, um, yeah, just be mindful of the taxes because that's no surprise that anyone wants to get.
0: I think a lot of people are gonna be surprised at the end of this next year when they uh, start cashing in their their uh, gamestop and then forgot to put away for taxes, yep for sure all right brian well thanks a lot and uh hopefully you guys found this uh informative and interesting and if you did draw me a line and uh maybe we can have them back on at another point with uh some of your your, your general questions all right
1: brian maybe time. Later, thanks for having me.
0: all right all right awesome well, I wanted to thank Brian again for coming on the show and giving us a little bit of a uh, financial financial guidance. You know, I know a lot of you might be wondering what's going on with the market, so that's kind of why I wanted to have him on the show and just kind of talk a little bit about how you know Wall Street works. If you have any additional questions, you can drop us a line on our uh, Instagram at uh, Bottom Dwellers DS on our Facebook page at Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack, or uh, you can call the phone number the uh, the dive line at 562-999-2330 we've got a lot of big things coming up here at the dive shack we got some great interviews uh we we uh, got some more hall of famers commercial dive hall of famers coming up uh, we've got some navy divers coming up but we have some dive schools that are uh, going to be on the show a lot of these episodes are in the can already just got to edit them so hopefully uh, we can get these out soon to you so stay tuned and uh, if you have any suggestions go ahead and drop us a line we don't have much in the way of diver news. Uh, some guy jumped in a submarine and uh, went down pretty deep. That's about, uh, about all the diver news that I've got. You know, Not commercial related, so you know, we're not going to touch on it too much. Some industry news. It seems like uh, oil is doing a little bit better. Uh, prices for oil are going up, so uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff down the pipeline. Uh, we might see some of that affect our industry. Uh, also Pete Buttigieg, he, uh, he was pretty, pretty ticked off about the, uh, the C minus grade that the nation's infrastructure got. So he's been promising to pour some more money into, uh, our infrastructure. We're talking roads, bridges, you know, tunnels, uh, ports and, and, uh, dams and everything. So hopefully, you know, that comes to pass that'll also mean more work for divers. So it might be a little bit dry right now, but you know, we got some, uh, potential work in the not too distant future. We've also got a lot of COVID vaccines that have been released. So stay posted to your employers. Uh, try to get those vaccines if you want. I mean, I'm not advocating whether to get them or not. I'm just saying uh, they're out there. So if you want it, it should be available to you pretty soon. I want to thank our sponsors at Baytech for sending those awesome knives. Uh, we got some more giveaways that we're going to be doing. Um, so we're going to be loaded with giveaways. We've got a lot of big things planned in the future for all our listeners and commercial divers. So, uh, stay posted, stay tuned and keep checking the, uh, Instagram feeds and social media feeds and, uh, our website at bottomdwellers.com. So keep listening, stay safe, stay salty, and stay busy. LB Diver, out.